there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Good to have you on board. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. What a crazy and uh, fun, entertaining 24 hours. This has been the news yesterday with Saban retiring. Pete Carroll basically fired in Seattle. All trumped today by the news that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are going to part ways. He was a coach there for 24 years. He won six Super Bowls. We'll never have this day ever again. You know, uh, the best NFL coach of all time. And Nick Saban, the best NFL coach of our lifetime, maybe the best college coach, I should say, of our lifetime and maybe of all time as well. And today is Thursdays with the Maestro. Mike Palm joins the show now to go over all this with us as well. Good morning, Mike. How are you today? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Good morning to Lenox, Massachusetts, our loyal Nesson family that's watching. Ransom, Illinois. Peekaboo, Marquis. We see you. Eden, North Carolina, and our very vocal Masson audience. Vermilion Bay, Ontario, Ooh. Canada, Rogers Sportsnet, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, and everybody watching on the Sportsnet there in Pennsylvania, Ruston, Louisiana, to everybody watching on YouTube TV, and Poway, California. It's another sunrise over Spectrum. I said if this Belichick news could have become yesterday, then just like the day the music died, this would have been the day the coaches left, right? A, a historic day. But we get it within, you know. 18 hours. Yeah, I, so <laughs> we can't even wrap our heads around Saban. And then we get the Belichick news. We just had a guest on, Adam Jones from WEEI. He was running down who he thinks is going to be the next guy, who he would hire instead, and then where Belichick is going to land. Um, he said Jared Mayo, next head coach of the Patriots. Hmm. Would you like it, if so? Not Vrabel? Where's Vrabel going? Seattle? That it's seems like it's Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Where does Jared? Does would would let's let's say that the Cowboys lose on Sunday, does Jones fire McC- McCarthy to try to save Quinn, 
and let Seattle take McCarthy, or would Quinn automatically go back to Seattle? Rank the open jobs in the NFL right now. Rank them. What are there, seven? Rank them. Uh, it's tough. Oh, he brought up, Adam Jones brought up the ultimate scenario. If the Cowboys were to lose or they get embarrassed by like the 49ers and Jerry Jones says this is enough, how about Belichick to Dallas? He's not the only one to bring that up. How about that? How about that would happen? I know, but I'm just looking <laughs> on, on, on X. He's not the only guy to bring that up. This is wild. Rank McCarthy them? loses. Uh, Rank, Chargers number one. Is it? Yeah. I, I, is it? I think Atlanta. Well, who's ahead? I think Atlanta's really good. You don't have a quarterback, though. Yeah, but they, look at the division. What if, what if they land a quarterback? Yeah. I think the commanders are sneaky. I think that job with new owners, you have trouble when some of these franchises with what the owners are going to spend. I mean, it's, it's Spanos. It's a stadium where you have no crowd. Yeah, that's Chargers, true. Chargers, right? That changes when you hire Belichick. I'm not sold on. I'm not sold on uh, Herbert either. Well, I was going to say, do we know Herbert is do like really this guy? Do we really know that he's a top, top three quarterback? Yes, top yes, three we quarterback oh, for a yes, decade. We do. Yeah. Yes, we really. Do. Yes. He's had all the coaching benefit in the world. He's had Cristobal, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Lynn, yeah. and Staley. I mean, you if go. you can't win with that, yeah. Herbert really screwed this up. <laughs> he <Yeah>. did. <laughs> and now he's going to Belichick. I mean, I, to I think, think Atlanta's sneaky too. Yeah. Yeah. What's see? Where does Seattle rank? I mean, it's very interesting. Where do the Bears rank? Well, that the Bears need to re-examine things here, don't yeah, they? They have to. I mean, they. Ha- I mean, come on. If Be- I, I said this earlier, if Belichick's agent would like leak to the organization, hey, he's available, he kind of likes Chicago, they would have to do a 180. They'd have to have conversations about this for sure. Well, you also have to try to, this is difficult as this is, is to think like Hoodie. You think he's worried about Mahomes? I mean, he beats Mahomes. So he's, I don't think he's worried about, oh my God, if I go to the AFC West, I have Mahomes. And that's what, I mean, it's more difficult now because it's Brady made things a lot easier. But I'm sure Belichick is thinking, okay, I'll go there. I have Herbert, and uh, and I have Keenan Allen, and I'll take my chances because I know how to drop and, and scheme uh, a defense. But the Washington thing's interesting from this standpoint. Would Harris give him total control and let him and throw him a ton of money and also say, you just run things? Well, they I wanted to that. try to trade for him, remember, yeah. right? That yeah. were the rumors in week five. Huh? Can I throw out that there's a team that might be really sneaky good that's open right here in our backyard? The Raiders, brand new stadium. Evidently, the defense is much better than I ever thought. I mean, Max Crosby is one of the best players in the entire league on that side of the ball. No state taxes here. And that team is potentially a quarterback away from being like maybe a contender. A quarterback. A quarterback, yeah. A quarterback. You're right. But the defense is much, much better than we thought it was. Oh, 100%. Um, And and they're, you know, maybe if they had Pierce from day one, they're in the playoffs. Probably. Right, so it's it's very interesting, the carousel and where things land. It's Dallas really is the linchpin now. Does everybody wait to see what McCarthy does? And I think if they make the NFC Championship game, he's safe. Even if they go to San Francisco and lose, I, I think they've made progress, right? But they haven't won two playoff games in a year yeah. since '95. Yeah. And then where do you where do you put Harbaugh in this whole mix? Harbaugh is interesting because if I were Harbaugh, I'd take I'd want the Bears job, but because of Kevin Warren, I don't think so. I think Kevin Warren blocks that. Remember, Kevin Warren was commissioner of the Big Ten for three years. They had a frosty relationship there. I'm surprised that Eberflus is still there. Um, I don't know. Har- Harbaugh is probably going to call a shot, but Belichick might call it before him. I don't know. Who, what do you want in an organization? I'm sure Har- uh, Don Yee's been working the phones, though. That's why Harbaugh yeah. hired him. So that's what he's been up to the last week. Uh, you know, you both are right about you have to re-examine everything. If you're uh, an owner here or a GM, I, I don't know. I don't know if I've asked you this before. 
What do you think? Where are you at with Carr? Look at the Saints there at 25 to 1. I mean, you won nine games with Dennis Allen. Put Belichick right in there in New Orleans. And certainly they have a ton of offensive weapons. Yeah, you got to find a quarterback there, though, too. Yeah, Carr can't, can't win. He yeah. can't win. In the, he well, can't Carr's better than the, what they have in he Atlanta. He can't perform though. in the red zone. He can't, yeah. He's, yeah, he's marginally better. I mean, you've got Vrabel, Belichick, right. Harbaugh out there, right? That's, Three guys that could call their shots in most years, but absolutely not all of them can call their shot this year. In any other year, right? any of those three guys would be like by far and away the number one candidate that's available now. Yeah. I'll I'm tell not, you what. I'm be, not sure Vrabel's not the best candidate either. I, I love mean, you, Vrabel. I, I think he's great. I'll take oh, yes. him in a heartbeat. Uh, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Woody Johnson has an opportunity to do something hilarious here too, by the way, and tell Salah to beat it. And then after what <laughs> Belichick did, resigning on a napkin <laughs> to go back to that's still all time good, but uh, how that could work out, he could go back to the Jets and be stuck with uh, conspiracy fella. Yeah, but uh, th- that's th- you have to rethink everything. You guys are right. Yeah, I mean, so that that's fascinating. Chicago, no, no question. That's the number one team that has to re-examine. So then, what do you do if you're Alabama? Who's the guy? Who's the number one guy in your wish list? Everybody says it's Lanning that's sort of in the know. He's minus $3 right now. Would you go if you're Lanning? I would not. I would, I would not, not even go. consider You're never no. going to go to a, a better spot than Oregon. You get all the money there. The NIL, you got the Nike money. I think you're in a good position. <sighs> if it's him, I, I don't know who the second choice is. I, I, I've heard Sark's the second choice. I would go with Lane. I, I, if I'm Alabama, my second phone call, if the first one is to Lanning, is to Lane. And because this is what Lane comes with baggage, his maturity. How about Sarkeesian? I think no he kidding. comes with just as much baggage. I would say more. I mean, some of these names. James Franklin. Oh, I mean, could come, you imagine that? Come on, come on. See, all you need to do is, is read the comments when, when his, uh, uh, right? And it's just what Penn State fans think of him. Uh-huh. They, they pay to get rid He's of the guy. terrible. I, absolutely. How he, this guy is on every single right. list when there's a big opening is baffling. I would take a look at Chris Peterson if he wants to get back in the game. I would, because I don't think they'll call Urban. Urban's the best coach out there, but oh, now sure. he's tied to too much right. nonsense, right? Well, here, here, and here's why, you're exactly right. Here, here's why Dan Lanning can take his time with this. He's still in his 30s, okay? He's a young guy. If he wants to coach college football for the next 35 years, he can do that. You're at Oregon. You have Phil Knight and that all that Nike money, right? And he actually already said, like, if he wanted to take another job, he's like, they compensate me really well, and they'll do whatever. He said that in a press conference earlier this year. Why would you want to be the guy to follow Nick Saban when this guy is probably going, whoever it is, is probably going to be gone within two or three years. It's going to be impossible to live up to. You can make the playoff every single year at Oregon now that it's 12 teams. You can have success, maybe make a deep run. You're still going to have a super hot name in three years or four years, and then you want to take the Alabama job. He'll be like 41 or 42. He'll make millions at Oregon with no pressure. He'll win a ton of games, have playoff appearances, and then he can take on. And if he wants more pressure, then fine. Alabama job can be his. That's a great point, Mitch. He's got all the time in the world. Would they look at DeBoer after him if they didn't? If he didn't want it? That's who Paulie thinks he I should. Would, I think oh, you got, I went, I went you to go young. You got to go younger, right? Yeah. In the age of NIL and, and all of this. So uh, I heard Brian Kelly would, take, would want to go to Michigan if Harbaugh leaves to go to the pros. He'd want to move around again? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've heard. I don't think that's a good fit for him there. Any other fake, fake nonsense and all that accent there. But I would think that <laughs> – I would well, think Sharon Moore gets that job. I think Michigan okay. is always 
from within. Well, you just, right? just you can't follow. Here's this the guy. one negative to Oregon that uh, the travel is going to be so ridiculous with this globe. You know, they have a continental league now. Yeah, yeah. they're going to be going yeah. to to. to to Happy Valley, they're going to be going to Piscataway. I mean, this is a brutal travel schedule for these West Coast teams. Yeah, yeah, it's a good call there. Uh, yeah, I'm just. Would you consider Norvell? He's ten to one. Awfully good. I mean, he turned that around quicker than you thought. That defense was great. Yeah. He's he might he might you know, I I think that they're going to call Lanning, and then there's probably five or six guys that are on the second line all about even right now. I'm surprised I didn't see one mention of Kyle Whittingham. I love that guy. Yeah. Utah defends. That that seemed like it would Physical. fit. Yeah, they're physical. They always have a strong defense. I think I think Whittingham's a phenomenal coach. I'm surprised I haven't seen James Franklin. How do you Deion Sanders? Why would Whittingham? We'll put go some there? of this stuff. Why would he leave? Well, I, I, he's I was going to get that like about Ferentz. the Big Twelve. They have a job for life. Well, I'm also I'm also in the Big Twelve now, which I should, well, I could dominate <laughs> when you look at it. I still can't believe they're 100 to one. Looking at their schedule, I'll give you another guy, probably top of the list, who I would not even consider, Dabo Sweeney. Two years ago, he'd, get, he'd like that. Sure. Right? Now he wants it, I'm sure. I, I would imagine. A ship sailed. Yes, correct. Yeah. No. Hates the NIL. Will not adapt to the transfer portal. Good luck, pal. Uh, no hyperbole up next. The mice will power rate the biggest gaps of the previous week on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The 
you're looking for a betting edge through the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get access to the daily best bets with the leaderboard to see who has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, dog videos. Get your first 30 days, $9.99. Everything we have to up your betting game. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up now. No bias. You will respect my no pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Baum. I am the smartest man alive! <laughs> All right, here we go. Number five, the chart tank. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers took on the two and four, <clears throat> excuse me, two and 14 uh, Panthers in Charlotte on Sunday. This game had a ripple effect, as if Tampa Bay won, they would claim the NFC South. If not, the winner of the Saints and Falcons game would get the four seed in the NFC. The game was scoreless in the second quarter when on a broken play, Bryce Young hit former LSU receiver DJ Chark Jr. on a broken play. Chark streaked down the sideline towards the end zone. Antoine Winfield Jr. applied the tackle around the three-yard line, and Chark inexplicably fumbled the ball before crossing the goal line. If you're watching on TV, it's right there. This gaffe was the last best chance for a game that went scoreless almost till halftime. No touchdowns in the game. That prop cashes. Yeah. The Buccaneers win the division 9 to nothing. The game featured 427 yards of total offense. Both teams averaged less than four yards per play. The Panthers did have a touchdown called back on an illegal formation with about eight minutes to go in the game. Buccaneers claim the NFC South 9 to nothing, largely based on this fumble by Chark. An unsubstantiated rumor had Panthers owner David Tepper dumping a fifth of vodka on a smattering <laughs> of Buccaneers fans at the game's conclusion. Number four, out of the fog. Picture the scene. I'm at Bar Canada doing live bets Saturday with Ben Wilson as the game between TCU and second-ranked Kansas at Fog Allen Fieldhouse approached the one-minute mark. TCU seemed poised for an upset. They were up 79-77. Bill Self calls timeout with 104 to go, and they go to commercial break. Well, we get into our next segment. We're prepping for Steelers-Ravens, and we look up, and what do we see? Oh, about 1,200 people at the Vieja Center. Well, in the Las Vegas market, CBS automatically went to the UNLV San Diego State game and did not show the last minute of the Kansas game. And you believe this? Oh. Not quite Heidi, but <laughs> ridiculous. And then we go back, we're trying to follow on the computer, a very controversial, flagrant foul on an elbow by uh, TCU's uh, Judah. They get two free throws for Hunter Dickinson, and then he, then he makes a layup to win the game at the buzzer. We miss it all, but we did get to see San Diego State go up 18 to three on UNLV in the first seven minutes. Terrific job by CBS. <laughs> Number three, on the wings of a snow white dove. The Jacksonville Jaguars started the season 6-2, then won three games out of their next eight and headed to Tennessee 9-7, still with the AFC South in their grabs. A loss, though, and they were out. They trailed 28-20 with 7-14 and faced a goal-to-go situation. Fast forward three plays later, and it's fourth and goal from the one-yard line. When our boy Dougie Fresh, former Super Bowl-winning head coach, they can't take that away from him, called an inexplicable play. Now let's understand this. You're at the one yard line. So right there, the ball is 36 inches away from the goal line. 
Now the quarterback is lined up behind the center, putting the ball approximately 55 inches from the goal line. And his play is Trevor Lawrence, whose arms are 31 and a half inches to stick the ball out there and get to the goal line. Not possible. Sonny Liston couldn't put the ball over the goal line in that spot. A horrible call by Doug Peterson, who, by the way, needs a casino host for how much he gambles. And the Jaguars are out of the playoffs. I thought this might be one of the jobs that opened up, and it's not over yet. Number two, Burned and Allen. Well, the Saints still had a chance, even with Tampa Bay winning, of getting into the wild card by beating the Falcons and having the Packers lose in a game that would be played later in the day. They pulled away in the fourth quarter, and with less than two minutes to go, Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, uh, intercepted Logan Whiteside, the pride of Toledo. <laughs> and and I wonder if he wasn't in on this. Go back and watch He's the He's turning around. He's what was stumbling, he doing? bumbling, pirouetting. Was he part of this Jamal, <laughs> Jamal Williams? I think he was. How could he have not made it to the yeah. end zone? Well, anyhow, yeah. he does three pirouettes and stumbles down at the half-inch line. All right, here comes Jameis Winston in the offense. Dennis Allen, let's take a knee and get out of here. Let our, 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 our boy Smith get fired in peace here. But, oh, no, Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston decides they take a team vote in the huddle, he, he claims. <laughs> this, was, this was a team decision. They got out there and they said, well, coach called for the knee, but, you know, Jamal led the NFC in touchdowns last year. We got to get him a touchdown. We got to get him. So out of the victory formation, they ran a slam into the middle and get him the touchdown. Of course, Arthur Smith, the posted heir, uh, had a few choice words for Dennis Allen, who had nothing really to say to defend himself. He didn't call the play. But then once again, we have Jameis Winston in the spotlight defending his decision, apologizing to Dennis Allen, but saying, you know, look, the team made a decision. The great lesson of this story is that it is a very slippery slope, right? You go from stealing soda out of ketchup cups to stealing lobster, to standing on a table in the cafeteria in Tallahassee, to the back of an Uber, to making team decisions to find Dennis Allen. I think both of them are gone, frankly, <laughs> off of that decision. And then number one, the way wide world of sports. I was so looking forward to this FCS championship game. I had watched all of the playoff games on national television. I was trying to make a case to bet Montana and Bobby Houck. I talked to people that do this semi for a living because you really can't get enough down but specialize in this sport including our friend and former VEASAN fan of the year Randy McKay who yes. did fabulously well in contest and I kept trying to make the case to take an open 12 and a half then 13 and 13 and a half talked to Randy three different times twice on air he said Mike this South Dakota State team is one of the best five teams in the history of SCS so I laid off the game was excited to watch it Saturday morning I said oh, I'm going to get to watch this on live bed Saturday why in God's name would ABC put this up against week, week 18 of the NFL? This game is always played on that Saturday morning in Frisco, Texas. Set aside. It could have been a lead into the wild card game. Yes. Okay. What were they doing putting it up against it? Well, do you think I was wrong? It had the lowest viewership in five years for an FCS title game and the second lowest viewership over the last 13 years. Only the slip, second blip on this rise of the popularity of this game. An unfathomable decision by Goofy or Dumbo or whoever made this decision at ABC. The NCAA can't let this happen again. That's no hyperbole. All right, great totally job. Agree. Yep. Okay. So nonsense. This book, circa like the properties that Derek Stevens owns, obviously you have a, it's a big Michigan backing, right? What about the game this past Monday night? Oh, no good. We went to six. We got to six on that game. It was all Michigan Ooh, money. No good. Yeah. 
But how did that go in terms of the future? When, 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 when will we win a standalone game? We, I don't know if we ever win in a football standalone game. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, the future book was slightly worse to Washington, but okay. we got buried on the game. You did? Yeah, it was no good. But they won, so they're all happy now. Mm. But they really they want the Lions to win. All these people really are focused on the Lions. That's so, a bigger, bigger deal. Are you guys getting buried in Lions money at your properties? Uh, we'll, we'll need the Rams. We'll need the Rams. And we, if the Lions, you know, the worst result, the worst result is Baltimore winning the Super Bowl, Baltimore winning the AFC. The next worst result is San Francisco winning the NFC. Then the next worst result will be Detroit winning either okay. the NFC or the Super Bowl. So it's top five. Is the Baltimore's because of one guy? This, the bet was this a really sharp bet. This is a six-figure bet on, on here's the different things he bet. Okay. Baltimore to win the division at even money. Okay. Cash it. Tampa Bay to win the division at the time, I think it was plus 275. San Francisco to win the NFC at the time, I think plus 245. Baltimore to win the AFC at plus 650, and Baltimore to win the Super Bowl at 13 to 1. He could sweep them all. He's in a pretty good yeah. spot there. Yeah, sure. Really good spot. Yeah. And the odds are obviously much drastically different. And San Francisco is actually the favorite to win uh, with a minus price in front of him. To win the NFC and Baltimore, obviously favored to win the AFC, and uh, that'll be a rough matchup if that's the Super Bowl. That, what do you think the prop came up? The that's, field there you go. I was going to say, what do you yeah. think? The, was, yeah. There you go. That's driven by the future book. Here. You guys put up a prop. Yeah, and you they're get, betting, and they're betting Baltimore and San Francisco now minus one thirty. It's okay. So that yeah. opened up <laughs> one fifteen each way. Oh. You got both teams right. This was to win the Super Bowl. You get the 49ers and the Ravens, or you get the field. Yep. Opened up minus one fifteen, and it continues to go up now on those two teams. Yeah. Even money on the field right now. Usually I like to look at the field here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I asked Steve Fesick that question because he was on with the humans uh, Friday night on the show. And he said, well, the math tells you to bet the field, but I would, I would bet the, the two favorites. He would. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you like anything this weekend? Um, you like the under in this Chiefs game? I've known you for like five, six years now. Yeah, You're under, an under better. I have under 44 in the okay. Chiefs game. Um, I have over in the Browns-Texans game. I also bet the Texans on the money line for a small piece. I, 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 I've liked Cleveland all year. Yeah, what happened? I, uh, I think they didn't play Stroud last time. That defense doesn't travel. That's the one thing. Point. I think if they get by the Texans, I think they'd make a very interesting matchup with Baltimore. Totally. I think this will be challenging getting by the Texans. Yeah, totally agree. We'll get into our, our in-pocket plays coming up next year and follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Plethora of props going to be coming the next two days on the show. Now that stuff's coming out and you've had a chance to dive in and look at everything. How about these two? No. Will there be a walk-off win in Super Wild Card Weekend? I say no. Minus $2. And every team to score a touchdown is plus $150. I'll say yes. If that happens. There you go with the new plays, and we already have the Chiefs at three and a half, Browns money line, Hill Lamb to combine for 250 at three to one, 
and I took the 10 with the Steelers as the Bills have failed to cover eight in a row when laying double digits, and they were a two-touchdown favorite last year and almost lost to Skylar Thompson. I think the Steelers are live. All right, I had a winner last night in the NBA. The Raptors-Clippers went over 237. Oh, yeah. Got up to a slower start, but eventually it got there. NBA was awesome last night, some of those games. I, yes. can't, I cannot believe the call that followed Tyrese Maxey out of the 76ers game in overtime. What happened? Oh, just you go, I'll show you the highlight during the break. Well, total joke again by the NBA. That's also though the the Sixers without Embiid though. No, I know up and down the I mean, court, that high was scoring one, games. That was two fifty combined before overtime. So yeah, of course the yeah. Hawks covered. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, Chiefs. I'm on that with you. And uh, Josh Allen made my case for this yesterday to go over eight and a half rushing attempts at even money. All right, there you go. Excellent job. All right, we continue here with Mike Palm. He's the VP of uh, Circa, the D, and the Golden Gate here in downtown Las Vegas. So you guys take a lot of sharp money here. It doesn't take a uh, rocket scientist to figure this out, right? You're taking sharp money probably all week long on the Chiefs. It's up to four and a half here. Yes. Can you get anything on the Dolphins at this point? Not much. You know, we don't get much recreational play on the Dolphins. Okay. Right? It's just not, not a... It's not a popular team. Even even with Hill, the injuries are a problem. Not beating any good teams. I mean, everything's con- and then the weather is, is conspiring. I mean, I remember Shula with those playoff teams, and him and Aparka, they didn't win in bad weather, right? Yeah. When, when Shula was there. Yeah, that's those right. Florida teams. It's it's tough. Um, you're taking sharp money on the Eagles yes, to go we up are. to three. We are. What do you think of that? We are. Uh, I don't know what to make of that game. That's the one game I can't handicap. How do you know where the Eagles are at? Yeah, right. Tampa Bay's not very good. They're okay. But look, they, they barely scored any points. They kicked three field goals against Carolina. Chark fumbles, and they have an illegal formation on a 28-yard touchdown. They're probably supposed to lose that game. Oh, mm-hmm. Baker's hurt, right? too. Baker's playing through a lot of stuff. I, uh, but Michael Lombardi said that it was a blessing for the Eagles to be the five, that they have an easier path than if they were the two. That they, he doesn't think they would have beat the Packers coming into Philadelphia, but they, they can beat Tampa Bay on the road. Yeah, I don't think it would have gone well against Green Bay. Yeah, that, that the, was his point. The way this defense is trending, mm-hmm. yuck. And you like the Texans, you said. I do. Um, I just, I'm not sure Cleveland, I would make this game more of a pick. I mean, I know that everybody's going to say, well, they, they beat him in that game. That was a, a ridiculous game. They were throwing the ball up and down the field. And it was Davis Mills. Yep. I mean, I don't think you, you can draw a comp there. All I know is I have bet this team all year. I followed them. The defense didn't travel. They gave up 38 to the Colts. Okay. The defense didn't travel outside of Cleveland. They won that game in Baltimore where they gave up 33. I mean, I, I, I think Stroud and company are going to put up 24-plus. I like this game over 44-and-a-half. Well, let, me, let me help you out Yeah, to your point. They've played nine straight overs on the road. Mm-hmm. In Cleveland road games, an average of 54 points per game has been scored. The first meeting had 58. They allow 30 points per game on the road. Right. Mm. This is nuts I know how you bad bet, they are defensively. You bet them. Is that a hedge to a future little ticket? Bit. Yeah, yeah, I thought. I yeah, figured that. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's also, uh, I also have the Ravens. I don't want to see this team. No, you do not. I don't want to see the Browns because I got, you know, then Flacco for its what it's worth is 5-0 and straight up in ATS and wildcard games and has a ton of uh, road playoff wins, too. So this is old hat for him. Also, Flacco, this, Flacco is going to throw an INT at yeah, least one yeah, in this game. Yeah, he'll turn it over. I, I know this market's done, but do, do you still believe it's Stefanski is the coach of the year? The more people who are, well, I don't know if these are actual voters or not. I think some of them are. I think like Dan Orlowski, that yeah. leaked the other day. He's got him winning the award. I think I've seen some other guys say that Stefanski's going to win. 
I don't know. I mean, a 10-win team, division winner, D'Amico Ryan's first year. I know four and a half was their win total. I got, I got, I, yeah. I got Ryan's at 18, 16, 14, and 12 to 1. You what? do? You do not. I started talking about it three weeks ago. Oh, my God. I don't think it's going to win, but I think that there's well, you a can case. Just go, you can just go make a drive now and take Stefanski. Yeah, I know. Because that came a, down big time. I don't, it's all down now. It's all it's down? All down. Yeah. I haven't seen it anywhere. Get out. I, okay. they got to repost. When are they coming out with the finalist list? They'll I, repost it I don't once know, we have but the finalist yeah. list. Uh, awards were due in like already I from the Tuesday. voters. I thought Tuesday it the votes Tuesday? were due in. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know if books are going to put them back up. Oh, we are. We're not. Yeah, right, right. You can't maneuver. Well, whatever. You can't I just no, put that on what I believe. Well, you got, well, and okay. I also think these people are more discerning than the 19,000 Heisman voters, right? There's only 50 people that vote you're on right, these awards. You're right. We also have a buddy who had a nice ticket on it, but he parlayed. He parlayed Michigan mm. with Stefanski. Yeah. Well, so, you know, this was Michigan to win the title a couple, you know, week, weeks ago. With Stefanski, it had to have been because Stefanski was twenty-five to one at the time when he made the parlay. Oh, he's, wow. losing, he's losing, yeah, he's losing his mind. So he can't I told him to drive to Arizona, but apparently he that's, wants to bet Ryan's. He wants to yeah, bet Ryan's, but it's only Ryan's. Ryan's now. is the only one now. Right, right. Steichen had but, an argument if they won that game. Yeah, he's running Mike Sanford's offense for the yeah, UNLV. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, with, without Jonathan Taylor and with a bad defense, yeah. and without your your drafted quarterback with Minshew. Don't I mean, forget <laughs> that it's now the top five though the way they vote. So they have to voters have yeah. to rank them one through five. Mm-hmm. Could McVeigh have enough like second through fourth place votes to like do some damage here? I don't think so. No, no. Um, I think it was Sports Illustrated. I want to say it was SI who sent like it was their list of uh, writers. I think it was ten people, ten eleven people who sent out their awards last night. I don't know how many of those people actually have AP votes. One person gave D'Amico Ryan's a fifth place votes for coach, for coach of the year. That's ludicrous. Oh my God! I mean, that's why that's you insanity. Cannot, that that that's I don't even know what to say about that man. It just makes a word worse betting. than leaving him off. Yes, it is. It, it makes <laughs> you a, can make the excuse. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> sure. Right. We've seen that in the NBA. It, this is what frustrates me so much. They also yes. had Jalen Carter winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. Oh I come just, on! I almost lost my mind. So, you, you never no know doubt. which direction these voters are going to go in. I like to make the argument for Bear Bryant in my closing minutes here. And I'm just saying I'm making an argument because I said there is an argument. Saban goes 292-71-1. His Alabama record is ridiculous. 201-29. And And five of those wins were vacated in his first year because the NCAA took him away. But So his real record is 201-29. He won six titles and won with LSU for seven. Bear won six, but in 1950, his Kentucky team was 11-1 and one and beat Bud Wilkinson's number one team in the Sugar Bowl, but they voted for the AP before the bowl games. If they vote after the bowl games, he might win it. He won a title at Alabama in 64 and 65 and went undefeated in 66 and beat Nebraska in the Sugar Bowl, but that's the year of the Notre Dame-Michigan 10-10 tie. And so they ended up finishing third. They kept those teams one and two after the tie, right? I mean, you could argue Bryant should have won eight. He goes 325, 85, and 17. I know Saban won a title at LSU, but I would put Bryant's time um, at Kentucky and at Texas A&M up against Saban's time at Michigan State and maybe even at LSU. If you, you can argue he would have won a national title at Kentucky. I'd throw this in there as well into the argument. Remember, he's, he's coaching in a segregated conference. He tried to recruit a black athlete at Kentucky. The university wouldn't allow it. He was at Alabama. Remember all the problems he had. George Wallace was the governor preaching segregation. He had to go have that meeting in L.A. 
right, with John McKay and conspired to bring them in there and beat the hell out of them in, in Birmingham or in, in Tuscaloosa so that they could recruit black athletes. And the other thing I would say is, remember, he was AD all these years, too, which is something Saban didn't have to deal with. I'm just saying the argument can be made before everyone just says he was undoubtedly the greatest coach of all time. I have no qualms with Saban, but I think you have to take a look at Bear Bryant at the same school. All right. It's a fair argument. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see this again. I mean, could Kirby Smart put together something at Georgia that he just did? It's going to be more difficult now going to a 12-team playoff. Absolutely. Are we more likely to see a dominant run like New England again or what Saban did with Alabama? I don't think it's you're going to see it. Forget about it. I would say Kirby at Georgia has a better chance than any NFL team winning six titles in 20 years. I would agree with that. 25-year anniversary. Sopranos' best show of all time? Um, I don't know how you argue against it. I mean... Change television. Put HBO on the map. You remember the year I spent in New Jersey, right? It was kind of in its heyday there. Yeah. 2003, and that's all anybody could talk about. My best episode, the strong silent type, because it may be the funniest scene I've ever seen anywhere, is the intervention of Chris. Oh, the intervention. Oh, that scene. (laughs) The intervention. In tears. College. College. It's so creepy when he goes to his office, and he's waiting, and he's waiting there, and he grots him. And, of course, the discussion I have second. Pine Barrens, of course, with the Russian in the woods. Whitecaps, four. Great acting by the two of them, Edie Falco and James Galdolfina. And then I have all due respect, number five, where he ends up killing his his cousin and then Johnny Sack gets arrested. Okay. Good list. Dr. Rankham. It's tough. Shotgun to the face. It's tough. Take your medicine. Saved him the torture. Great job, Mike. My own mother. (laughs) Um, We'll get into some playoff props. Paul Charchian coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. V. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL, bringing you an offer that will help you make the playoffs even better. New customers can bet $5 on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. 
The props are awesome. They're going to add more tomorrow. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Vegas. The crown is yours. A good tweet from Mike Florio. Pro Football Talk. Regarding Belichick, don't get too caught up in linking him to the non-playoff teams. There are 14 teams left. 13 of them are going to lose. One of them, maybe the Cowboys, might decide Belichick is what they need to get over the hump. I find that interesting. Paul Charchian joins the program now, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. Charch, uh, would you buy into that angle at all? Would you like to see that happen? If the Cowboys fall on their faces again, maybe this week against Green Bay, or maybe they get embarrassed by, I don't know, the Niners in the NFC title game. McCarthy whacked. Jerry Jones says, Billy boy, come on, I'd love to have you as my guy. Yeah, I mean, Jones Jones has it in him to do it. He's got the stones to do it. But is, does he want to share the limelight? I mean, the Cowboys are his baby, right? Does he want to share the limelight with Bill Belichick? I'm not as convinced. I think the I think the better angle are the Eagles. I mean, if you go down losing six of your last seven games and you take an ignominious L in the first round of the playoffs, that might be that might be a trigger point. And I I wonder if the Eagles aren't a uh, aren't a, a possible destination for Belichick if they end up losing here, which they might. You know, there was a prop offshore Monday morning. Will Sirianni be back as the head coach? The yes was only minus two dollars. I know, I saw that. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, it's that, that one feels very, very shaky, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I would totally agree with you on that. Okay. So, as for that Cowboys Packers game, the total between fifty and a half and fifty-one. You can break this down any which way you'd like. I, to me, this game is screaming points. Green Bay's defense is terrible. It's going to be in a dome on. You know, that fast surface. Um, what's your overall breakdown here between these two? I do have a lot of points, and I want to start at the quarterback uh, position here. Let's uh, let's begin with Jordan Love. This line is sitting uh, currently DraftKings 247 and a half passing yards. We're going to take the over here. <laughs> now, when we look at Dallas, we're going to throw out their blowout loss to Buffalo, in which Josh Allen just didn't pass in that game because he didn't have to. I'm going to throw out Sam Howell's woeful, meaningless start last Sunday when the whole everybody knew that everybody's getting canned the next day. Going all the way back to Thanksgiving, other than those two games, quarterbacks are averaging 280 yards against Dallas. That gives us a buffer of 33 yards for Jordan Love. The Dallas safeties are particularly bad. Donovan Wilson, J. Ron Kirst own pro football focus grades as safety 33 and safety 101 Ooh. in college. And Love has been over this line in seven of the last nine games. And he goes over, he goes way over. Those overs average 286 yards. I, I like the over here. I feel very comfortable in the over here. The line's been moving up, unfortunately, but I'm still buying at uh, 247 and a half. Okay, so that's still a play. By the way, as a lifelong, well, someone who has you know lived in Minneapolis pretty much, what, your whole life? Vikings yeah. guy anti-Green Bay, this must kill you. I mean, potentially here, right? Favre, Rodgers, into Jordan Love, how he's looked the last eight weeks? All, all we asked for was to have average NFL quarterbacking for for the Packers, but they might turn out to have quite a bit above average quarterback yeah. for Jordan Love. Yeah, so it's, you, it's, it's been waiting 30 years, my entire adult life. <laughs> you lock him over. <laughs> Cowboys are going to score plenty of points. So how yeah. do you want to attack that? Well, we're going to hit both Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, and they're both very compelling. Let's start with Prescott. Uh, here are the passers the Packers have faced over the last five weeks. Justin Fields, Jaron Hall, Nick Mullins combo, Bryce Young, Baker Mayfield, Tommy DeVito. And here comes Dak Prescott. I mean, and, and for that matter, out of those five guys, Mayfield and Bryce Young went off on the Packers, combining for 700 passing yards and six scores. 
They're not even they're not even in the same category as Dak Prescott. Green Bay's got the worst set of cornerbacks in the playoffs, maybe even the whole league. Keyshawn Nixon is a special special a special teams return man forced into coverage. We'll talk about him for a second. Alleged star cornerback Jair Alexander has coasted ever since getting hurt. You know, he's been injured, suspended, yeah. and he's giving up a passer rating of 127. And the last thing I'll mention is this about Dak Prescott and why we're going to go over 278 yards, which is a big number. We're still taking the over. The Packers' run defense has really evolved very nicely. They're giving up the fifth-fewest rushing yards over the last five weeks, um, and Tony Pollard kind of sucks. So we're going to pass heavy script coming in this game for Prescott. And that brings us to CeeDee Lamb, if you don't mind me just monologuing for a little longer here. CeeDee Lamb over 96.5 yards and 7.5 receptions, which are big numbers. But the individual matchup in the slot against Keyshawn Nixon is mouthwatering. Let me give you some Keyshawn Nixon futility stats here. He's pro football focuses 82nd ranked cornerback. He gives up a whopping 82% catch rate. And that includes, by the way, 12 straight catches that he's given up, completions he's given up coming into this game, coming up this weekend. He yields an opposed passer rating of 104. And here's what slot receivers have done against the Packers just thanks Thanksgiving. Adam Thielen, 94 yards. Chris Godwin, 10 catches for a buck 55. Wendale Robinson, 80 yards. Rasheed Rice, eight catches, 64 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, nine catches, 95 yards. Keenan Allen, 10 catches, 116 yards. The average game for those slot receivers, eight receptions, 100 yards. That's basically where CeeDee Lamb's line is. He's better than all those guys. He is the hottest receiver in the NFL mm -hmm. right now. CeeDee Lamb, we're going over. We're going to hit the uh, 97 yards and the over seven half receptions against Keyshawn Nixon. All right, very good. That total has 51. The night game Sunday night also has a total of 51. I can't remember you in all your years doing this when we talked to you about props being all in on one specific player. Everything with Puka, take it away. Everything, every way you can bet Puka is a good bet here. Now, over the past five weeks, the Lions have allowed the most receiving yards to wide receivers, and it's not close. 228 yards per game just to the wide receiver position, 228. Now, Puka's line is 76 and a half. I only need 76 and a half out of 228 yards to go to Puka Nakua. The Lions have the worst starting cornerback in the playoffs, Kendall Vildor, a desperation starter forced into action by the injury to Emmanuel Mosley. Now, Kendall plays on the outside. That's where Nakua lines up on 70% of his plays. Here's some Kendall Vildor stats for you. Opposer passer rating in Kendall Vildor's coverage, you know, the perfect passer rating, 158. Kendall Vildor giving up 144 passer rating. He gives up the league's longest average reception, 22 yards per reception. He's allowed the longest reception from scrimmage across the entire league, a 92-yard play. And he's only played in six games. He's only been pressing action in six games this year. He comes into this one having allowed touchdowns in back-to-back -back games into this playoff game. And here's Puka Nakua, not counting last week's meaningless game, which the Rams didn't play their starters. He has topped his line of five and a half receptions, 76 and a half receiving yards in half of his total starts for the past five games. He's seen seven or more targets in every game all year. 
So we're hitting Puka every way, every way that I can really think to hit him. Over five and a half receptions, over 76 and a half receiving yards. Anytime touchdown plus 110, first touchdown plus 950. Guys, what do you think? Puka it's, Nakua. That's why you're a Hall of yeah. Famer. That's uh, as good as it's going to get as a breakdown. So you've given up some overs here. We have two minutes left. Give us an under or some unders that you're targeting with the Cleveland Browns. We're going to go with these Cleveland Brown running backs of uh, under 43 and a half rushing yards for Jerome Ford, under 24 and a half rushing yards for Kirk who, by the way, coming in with a groin injury of his own. Now, last Saturday, Houston played its first nationally televised game of the year. So it's for most of the nation, your first chance to see Houston. And they promptly let Jonathan Taylor roll up 188 rushing yards. So I think there's a, a, a misconception out there that this is a bad run defense. But that game was a total anomaly. This is a fantastic Houston run defense for basically everybody else. And by the way, it took Taylor 30 carries to get to that 188 yards. How great was the Houston defense before this Jonathan Taylor game, the 10 games prior, which is a long sample size. Mm -hmm. Houston was giving up 2.7 yards per carry, 2.7 and way better runners than Ford and Hunt were just getting dominated. Two meetings with Derrick Henry, he averaged 25 yards rushing and 1.8 yards per carry. Brees Hall, 40 yards. Javante Williams, 46 yards. Travis, 2.8 yards per carry. Joe Mixon, 46 yards. And most importantly, these same runners, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt, put up 25 yards and 11 rushing yards. Way under. That's half. That's basically half of what we're looking at in today's lines. We're going under the 43 and a half and under 24 and a half. Yeah. Hall of Fame appearance today, my friend. That was, uh, that's why we have you on the show. You're as good as it gets again. Uh, follow him on X. He's at Paul Charchian. Thank you, sir. Good luck this week. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah, there Keep you go. I, I don't know which breakdown was better. The Puka stuff was phenomenal. Bold. The Cowboy stuff against the Packers defense, great. That uh, He's right. The Jordan Love number has moved like 15 yards already in that neighborhood. Hardcore football tomorrow. It's going to be a great show looking at uh, all the games this weekend that we have. If you miss any of today's program, it was a doozy with the breaking news. You can search, follow the money, wherever you get your podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.